Zanger, 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 Zanger. Pretty sure that sounds familiar. Well, you made it. You're here. Welcome to the Offcast. So, I'm going to start off with the usual things. All the opinions that get expressed here are only the opinions of those who are featured. And anything that is expressed by me is solely an opinion of myself. Alright? I thank you so much for your support. Let us offcast. As we wrap up our journey with Kangelani Mbegela, we explore the ups and downs of sports agency, true planning for your career and post-sporting career, and he also touches on his branding activities for himself as well as various entrepreneurs from different backgrounds. Please visit mldgmarketing.com to learn more about Kangelani's publishing, branding, and marketing work. Now let's go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, you try to steal my spotlight now. <laughs> All right, but you know, but um, I'll actually encapsulate it now. I'm going to make it a two-in-one. All right. So um, what you've done now, now you, you've shared a lot of knowledge, right? And I'm, I'm gathering that knowledge sharing is something that's very important to you, Yabon. Um, and you take it very seriously. I mean, there are three books out, which I'd like you to just touch on, right? Uh, but also okay. you do publishing for other authors as well, right? So um, the thing that I want to get to is having spoken about how important your personal brand is, but also how important it is to keep learning, right? Um, what, what, what importance that it have, does, do those things have in your heart, right? And um, what do you guys, what do you want people to pick up from what you do? I would say, yeah, when I, especially when you talk about how the, the best way to grow your brand and profile, yeah, when I, it doesn't matter whether you're an introvert mm-hmm. or whether you're shy and everything. If you make the decision that you want to, you know, become you know, um, a professional athlete and you don't get on you know, mm. more an entertainer and you don't get you have to accept the responsibility it comes with, mm. which is, you know, the whole brand, brand, you know, um, management and you don't get on to. And you, you, you've got to force yourself to be a people person, you know. And I usually say this to guys, I'm like, the, the two questions I ask guys who, you know, who like to brag about their agents and how their agents are doing this for them, and like, all right, Tell, I'm, like, I'm always like, tell me one thing. Does your agent drag you to events? Like, does, is he strict on you? You don't like, have to attend events. He's like, yeah, I mean, we attend a few events. I'm like, all right, fine. That's question number one. Number two is, when you get to the event, what does he encourage you to do? Does he just say, stand there, look pretty, have a drink, smile, mm. and, uh, you know, the white folks walking by or whatever? Or does he... Um, does he encourage you to actually Network. get in the thick of things, mingle? Yeah. And then they, that's when they go quiet. I'm like, my friend, that agent does not care about you. That guy is only with you while you are earning money. The day you retire your jersey, the day you are done, so is he with you. And gay agents, they ghost, my friend. They don't pick up your calls. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was in a meeting. Like they'll send you some vague text. I'm like, if you have an agent who's dragging you to events and who literally preps you and you be like, all right, listen, we're going to go in a room full of, you know, um, tech entrepreneurs, you know, businessmen, and you don't get on to work the room. 
mingle, mm. get business cards. Once you get the business cards, get when you get home, contact these people. Obviously not the same night, but wait maybe a few days, maybe one or two days. Contact these people. Just let them know it was a pleasure meeting them. That's how relationships are fostered. Yeah. That's how you build yeah. relationships, man. Mm. And I'm like, what that agent has literally done for you, he may have just set you up for your life after you play. And I'm like, mm. that is what a good agent does. And this, I learned from reading um, Lee Steinberg's book, man. Lee, he's probably one of the best um, sports agents that's ever lived. Um, you can mm. go, you must Google him. Yeah. Lee Steinberg, you know the movie Jerry Maguire? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was based on Confused, him. Yeah. Oh. It was based on him. Okay. Based on him. Okay. He he's a legend, dude. He repre- like he changed the NFL game when it comes to agents, and yeah. it was through his um, his methods and how he always when he signed guys on, he would never just think about what the guys were going to earn him while they play. He would for, he would tell them the importance of fostering relationships and getting involved um, mm. in um, you know in ways to give back, like charitable events, because that also grows your brand. Charity! Mm, yeah, yeah. Now, when I say charity, I'm not saying you have to give five million, <laughs> you know, if you're a stage guy. No. Sometimes, just doing something, just hosting something, mm. for each charity that you believe in, can make the world of difference, and it really does grow your brand. And again, from there, you usually meet your potential business partners for your life after mm. esports and everything. Yeah. You know, and um, this is something I, you know, that I have a lot of regrets, you know, while I was coming up in that I never, I didn't, I didn't care about fostering relationships. Mm. I thought, you know, if I have my degree, I'm going to get a job. In, and then I, and then it's, as I got older, when I saw that day, listen, having a degree nowadays doesn't mean anything, bro. If you honestly, Building relationships and being able to network, that is what gets you, mm. you know, um, it, that, that, you know that, that gets you ahead. Obviously, your qualification opens the door. Mm. Again, you know, I don't want people to take, to misquote me, but I'm saying, quality, you know, um, education is No, education is important. It really is. And especially if you're a guy who wants to play abroad because um, immigration services, they tend to give work visas to people with degrees because about only who move into their country where you're going to become a waste of space, which is mm. um, you're just benefiting from their governments. So mm. they they really require that you know you have the qualification so that they know about okay this guy's here to contribute to the economy. Mm. You know you're not here to take take take, but you're actually here to give something as well. Mm. So that's pretty much what, what it is. So th- those are the important things about growing a brand and is who's posted but sometimes when you don't feel like attending events, it's either when you know about it's gonna be so boring, but you attend. Yeah. yeah. You attend like yeah. you know, before COVID, almost everybody <laughs> like a lot of my friends were you know, they, they were they were pissed off at me because I wasn't hanging out as much in Doba. Saturdays I'd be attending tech events. Yeah. Some, you know, some of those tech events would be three days from I'm attending Friday night, Saturday, yes, the whole day, yes. and Sunday, half day, mm. networking. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... It's important. And that's what it is. Mm. Like, it's important, it's important. Know. All right. And then, 
you talked about the books. Okay, so the books, um, the first one I created, one of the Magic Overboard, and that's a children's book. Um, that one, I was just trying to flex my creative skills. It was literally telling my story from a, child, from a child's perspective. In Doba, I enrolled at Queen's College 1999. I was only 11 years, I was 11 years old. Prior to that, I had never played rugby before. I grew up in a soccer household. Um, even though my older brother played rugby, my late older brother, he played rugby. But now, I was more into soccer. Mm. So I enrolled at college. There's no soccer. Um, and after in athletics season, I was like, yeah, now I'm going to sit in the and do nothing. And then it was my friends who were like, listen, just come try Leroy thing up. And like, they were like, you're going to get into trust me. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how to play. They were like, just come. <laughs> and obviously, my first year was terrible. I was terrible. You know, I played CT, writing and everything. But because I was having so much fun hanging out with my friends, you know, I loved it. And then the following year, that's when Umagumewaru actually came to me in Rwanda. He arrived in 2000. And, you know, and he, he was good, man. Yeah. Wanda was a good player. It was unfortunate, you nobody know, got hurt that year in an accident, a hostel, where he fell and broke his, his oh, arm. Yeah. Don't get on. Mm. You know, but, you know, just the excitement here, like, season Galanyaka, because now Wanda was this new guy who was just tearing it up. <laughs> so there was just a buzz yeah. about like, this season Galanyaka. And, Every year, and I just kept on improving. I just kept on improving, kept on improving. So, to me, learning how to play, picking up that rugby ball, it, it you know, it, it seemed like magic. Yeah. So that's when I came up with the concept of the magic overboard in Doba. I picked up this game that I never played before. I sucked it in the beginning, but because I loved it, I improved so much. It took me all the way, all over hey, the world. Anyway. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when, when Nyan, if you were to ask me to describe it in one word, I would say it was magical. Because yeah. when I started thinking, like I never knew what what was in store for me. So mm. it was magical. Man. So mm. that's where the concept of the magic overflow came. Mm. You know, and that's that's why I created for the Bangalore so that they know we don't They should never think what they start basically doing. Yeah, but obviously, they're not thinking, oh, this is one day going to do the No. Sometimes just by loving it and being involved, and keep showing up. Mm. Because there were some cases that, that, that I almost quit the game. Um, and this came when I was 14, when, you know, my other 14 coach literally told me, but he doesn't see anything in me. He feels, you know, I should quit right and go mm. try it. <laughs> Yes, three players kept on advocating on my behalf. But no, coach, keep this guy. There's something here. But Yena, he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see it. I really think um, you should quit the sport and go try something else. Yeah. Under 14, you're entering high school. Your self esteem is borderline. Hey. You know, really <laughs> it's on the edge. You yeah. Know. You only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys who put me back, like I, I, I'll go with those guys out. Man. 
Like CEO of Tweza, Lal Clark, Ukert, Kafrat and was a good friend, Nosane de Matoto, those were the guys who advocated on my Yeah. who were like, go keep this guy. Otherwise, you're not the coach, he was, he was done. You know? mm. So, it's nothing short of magical. Man. It was magical. Um, and then the second book, obviously, it's the one where I talked about my journey yeah. playing abroad. Obviously, I wrote it before COVID, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Um, but obviously, COVID is our ruler, one way or another. Like, the movement, it might be restricted more, but guys being able to play abroad is going to happen again. Yes, yes. I'd like to know, you know, how to get the process started because I detail, partner, how I got started with it. Um, Land of having games on YouTube and everything, mm. and literally um, being consistent, sending your videos out to agents and clubs. Like I was contacting everyone. Mm. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be something. Mm. You know, and obviously these. And then the third book is is a story about my rugby journey yes. when I represented Africa in England. Yeah. Um, Students, yeah. So we were invited to a rugby league World Cup, and we were the biggest surprise then. Like when we rocked up, everyone was like, "South Africa rugby league, what?" <laughs> then when we put forty points against Ireland, what did you So they were like, "All right, these guys are here to play." Like because mm. I remember when the England were watching us, um, like my best day there, and then after after what we did to Ireland. Then they were a little shook. Like yeah. we took our, our same final against them seriously. Mm. They took our. So yeah, and it was um, you know, it, it was um, it was quite a journey. The whole rugby it was like mm. I, I I had fun. Yeah. You know, I had fun. I made mistakes along the way. A lot of financial mistakes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Story of our no, lives. Sense is the opposite. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my entanglement, but I think sometimes you know you take it a bit too far. And I think the one the one regret I have is that I should have been more more careful with my spending. Especially when I was in Hong Kong, like when you're Hong Kong, mm. it's such an amazing place where you got the opportunity of of you know making a lot of money is there. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I was playing there. You know, I was getting paid to play, I was getting paid to uh, work, mm. and I had fun, like, fight as well. Yeah, yeah. But, so, on this earnings, dude, I was just, like, I was playing on, like, four dates a week. Yeah, what would Tinder? Tinder's the devil. 
Ya es bueno. No digital age, what what ya bo? I'd actually like to be that um, 
that sort of like middleman for them mm. to get their stuff published. And then obviously we work out a contract where obviously I get, you know, they own their work, but I get uh, publishers' um, compensation type of thing. Mm. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I must use these services one day. <laughs> yeah, you know, hit my mind if you ever hear me. Because look, I look, this, with my book ideas, man, I approached so many uh, major publishing companies mm. and I would reject it. And one thing you got to know with the publishing companies, and they're the same as the music industry, is that, well, now how they work, is that um, they'll be like, all right, fine. And then they give you the advance, which is a loan. Exactly. And then what yes. happens is when your book drops and it does well, you don't start really making money until Lamar is paid back with interest. Yes. Yes. And when they give you that advance, they are actually buying ownership of your book. So you don't own that book anymore. You've literally slaved away for someone else to just give you money for um, instant gratification. Yes. So that you can go the gram with the image on, on your ear. Meanwhile, you just signed away. You know, your, your, your content. I promise you, that's what they do. So that's, so, you know, so that's what, um, so people like me, well, I'm basically challenging the system. But no, I don't give advances to authors. I tell mm-hmm. you, I publish for you, and then when the book is earning, I take a percentage. You mm-hmm. still get a larger percentage than me, because what happens is when you publish a book, Amazon takes a percentage. Yes. And then me being a bit, I take a percentage, and then the rest comes to you yes but you know what the beauty of it is you own your work so exactly. that means that if let's say when you write a fire when a fire um thread when um non-fiction or non-fiction or whatever like fictional story yeah and then it gets like it gets picked up for television you own all that work i've got nothing to do with At it least. so i can't yeah. say about those people no you own that's your deal Mm. So that those are the services that I do. Is that I'm, and I say this to people when we chat by email that I'm not a traditional publisher. I'm not going to give you the advance and then no. I'm like I'm not interested in all that because I want you to own your work so that when opportunities arise, you can capitalize and make money off of it. Mm. Because you know when you do things like write a book or make music, it mm. creates an opportunity. For you to, but at some point you can create merchandise. Mm. Yeah. You can start doing things like for my magic oval ball thing. What did I start doing? I started running um, rugby camps for kids. Yes. Up and up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm using that oval ball doors as my brand name doors, having the t-shirts for them created, the training camp t-shirts in Yonkelon, and that, and then at the front it's got the cover of my book. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. That's marketing for my book. And in the money, I don't owe any, any, like, no one can come for it. That's literally money that I can pocket. Exactly. You know? Hey. So, yo, dude, owning, yo, ownership, that's, that's the one thing, yo. But but it's good to see, but more people in SA, in all the industries, are starting, to, starting to wake up, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the importance of ownership. Because, the mm. content, we create, we create, we create, and then what the big companies do is they just take, take, take. It's going. Back to the Like, for instance, obviously, if someone's going to be like, all right, 
with a new grade at a really good series year fictional books, but okay, we'll give you one million rand for them. You gotta ask yourself, if these people are willing to give me one rand, how much am I really worth? Your commands buy you worth tens, hundreds. Yes. You know? Yes. Type of thing. So, yo, ownership of content, man, that, 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 that stuff is key. That stuff it's is key. key. But, with Abantu getting into technology and more using YouTube, um, do you watch uh, Mac G's? Yeah, uh, he's put, the, they have the podcast on YouTube, yeah. That podcast yeah. is honest. That yeah. podcast yeah. is honest. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you, I heavily subscribe to that, YouTube, uh, that podcast. Yeah. I'm going to subscribe to yours as well. Yeah, you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't pay you to say but that. Yeah, Mm. That's what I mean. mm. Hey, let me not take up your whole day, ne? <laughs> but um, oh, Kanen, you some difference. It's yeah, it's like probably like nine over there, ne? Something like that. Past nine. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I care. Fine. So it's almost uh, okay. It's early for bedtime, but <laughs> either way. No, man, like you, you've shared like a lot of valuable stuff, right? And not just valuable for the listeners, but valuable for me as well. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember to comment if you've got anything to contribute, share the material. Um, and of course, anything that you have to say, anything that you want to contribute, please feel free to come forward. Okay? Get others to subscribe. And I appreciate all the support. See you next time. And we will offcast.